Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I want winners. I want people that want to win. All right, Rod, if I was to tell you before this game started, the 49ers would lose Jimmy very early on and would turn it over to Brock Purdy and they would win by 16 points. Would you have thought I was nuts? Would you have thought I was like, I don't know, speaking out of my mind? Like, like, what would your thought have been if I had told you this? I would have thought that the Miami Dolphins first string missed the bus <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they were playing their second and third stringers is what I would have thought M- must have happened. Hey, man, that kid, I like his moxie. I mean, he clearly is um, that's, he, he's limited talent wise, yes. but um, he he's not scared. I, I'll say that for him. He did not appear to be flustered at all. He, I, I like his moxie. That's all I can say about it. He, hey, that was that was a, a very good performance, all things considered. Yeah. So, I think, de- depending on how, I, I, what I, what I would like to know is if McDaniel planned on blitzing Garoppolo that much. I'm not I'm not sure if he did or not or if he just saw the rookie quarterback, the seventh round draft pick, deer in headlights. Let's just bring people at him constantly. Because the way that the that the 49ers offense played today, I kind of feel like Jimmy would have had a good game as well against Miami. Uh but uh, I mean we would need to know sort of what, what what that, you know, how much of that strategy changed for them. But I, I guess the the thing that I can say about Brock is he he obviously had four. Uh, I don't know if he played all four years of college uh, or if he was a starter all four years, four years of college, but he played four years of college. So he already comes in, you know, not that he's playing a, a game, the equivalent of, of an NFL game, but has some big game experience in, in his own way. Uh-huh. And like you said, he did he he didn't seem like the moment was too big. Like he he was very confident. Uh there because you you've seen and we've all seen moments where players come in and they look like, oh my God, like this moment is way too big. And he didn't look like that at all. Uh-uh. And so 
as a fan, you had a little bit of confidence there with like, okay, we're going to give this kid a shot. Um, thankfully, they have all these other weapons too that that helps the situation because, you know, Debo's not going down in any way. Jordan Mason's, you know, coming out fresh legs and, and busting through holes. And I still don't think they have unlocked CMC completely but from the run pass perspective, this was one of his better games, not his best game, but uh, you, you, you saw them utilize him in a, a myriad of ways and very effectively as well. That cutback run late in the fourth quarter was tremendous. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think, uh, and, and we'll get to this in a second because this Jimmy injury seems to be probably a little more worrisome than, than maybe people even realize, but for this game, for this big, you know, Miami's a good team. I, I don't think there's, you can't say that they're not, like even let's take out, you know, let, let's just focus on the offense. Wow. Like, holy crap. If, if uh, Tua wasn't a, a little jittery or whatever and, and throwing high, man, they, they, they might've had a really big first half against us, but good team. You lose your starting quarterback. Your defense gets four turnovers. You win at home convincingly, and you do it with your third-string quarterback. There's really no negative to that in any way, I don't think. Mm-mm. I I completely agree. Um, this was um, one of my favorite analysts is Mina Kimes, and mm-hmm. she talked about this week, this being a referendum on teams being able to zone um, Miami because apparently nobody's been able to do it. And she felt that if we couldn't do it with our linebackers, that nobody could. Right. And we did a pretty good job of, of being able to not have to man up against those guys. Um, And, you know, Warner and, and your boy Dre. My, <laughs> my goodness. Um, we really defensively, I think, um, I think our defense had more to do with Tua and their offense not performing the way they have been than their offense did. I think we just played a really, really good defensive game. You you have you have to um. I, okay. I, I, if I'm being honest, and if I'm like thinking back to what I was thinking in the first quarter, I I was worried that he was going to start connecting on those balls, and he did uh, uh, on a couple of them. But to your point, by that point, the pass rush was coming in. Like Tua knew he knew he had to get rid of that ball really quickly because you know, you saw in the, in the end, Bosa, uh, you know, Bosa gets the the fumble, uh, and, and they pick it up and they score. If Bosa doesn't doesn't get that play, who I, I forget who whoever was the other linebacker there would have crushed Tua for like it's breaking sack, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, it was that there was just by, by that point, the 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 defense was just working, you know, tremendously. But I will say in the beginning, I was a little bit like, oh, you know, if, if Tua doesn't miss this guy high, that's a 20-yard gain right there. So there were moments in the beginning where I was a little bit like, 
okay, if, if he's playing his A game, maybe the first half of this game turns out a little differently. Yeah, that that that's fair. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it, you know, they were attributing it. Um, Johnston was attributing it to jitters. Jitters, yeah. Hyped up or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but um, he was definitely not the player that I had watched um, the several weeks previous. Um, so I don't know if it was, you know, if our guys were in his head, you know, which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, our pass rush is pretty fearsome. So yeah. that could be, I don't know what it was, but he definitely was not, um, he was not on in the first half. And that made a difference. It really, you know, it put them behind the eight ball, even though, I mean, obviously that first play of the game was, um, <laughs> that, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't an ideal start. You know, I was kind of mad. Cause I was like, I don't think Trent ever made a play like that for us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Okay. So, so you, uh, you, you mentioned Mina Kimes and, you know, when you get into what's great about podcasts and, and just discussion around football these days. And by the way, for people watching, um, if you have comments or questions, throw them in the show's interactive. I'm going to, I'll put, I'll put tons of stuff up. So, um, but you, you mentioned Mina Kimes, and so I was listening to uh, Ben Solak, who writes for The Ringer. He was on Bill Simmons' show, and he said his number one matchup for the week was Tua against Fred Warner. And the reason is because Tua throws over the middle more than any quarterback in football, and it's not even close and and he even missed games. So they just attacked the middle of the field. And it kind of goes back to, to, to your statement about, you know, can the 49ers play zone? And so when that first play happened, Warner got beat um, amongst others, he, you know, right. but that was kind of his area. And so they take, and then and immediately I'm thinking back to what Solak said. And I was like, Oh man, here we go. But, not saying that they pitched a, a perfect game the rest of the way, because again, there were open receivers, but that's just that's just what Miami is. They're creating so many opportunities to make plays, and it's, it's up to Tua to, to to hit those spots. Um, I was kind of watching for that middle of the field. They got beat similarly, but it was deeper on the Tyreek Hill touchdown. You saw Hufanga creep up to where uh, I think it was Craycraft uh-huh. was in the middle of the field. Cause they know that's where Tua likes to go and Tua snuck it deep on that post and perfect, great throw, beautiful throw. And at that point you were like, okay, that's the dolphins that I sort of expected to see. And thankfully the 49ers are able to bottle them up uh, as much as you can, you know, yardage wise, the, the dolphins ha- had great stats, but they only put the ball in the end zone two times and you know for this high powered offense all the things that we heard they look great there were moments where i was like man th- this is really fun to watch if you're if you're a dolphins fan but uh you know the niners were ultimately the better team even with a third string quarterback and i think that says something yeah i mean because like you said they made plays but they really did not fast break us the way you would have expected with um with the speed they have with waddle and hill they they really weren't able to unlock that um very much um that one play like you say to, to hill that was you know i don't know exactly what 
um, Hufanga's responsibility was. I don't know who was wrong, but clearly Mooney thought that he was going to have that help in yeah. the middle. By the way, I got and, some breaking news. Shanahan just said uh, Garoppolo done for the year. Uh, so I had heard what, just before I came on, Joe Fonzie was saying he was hearing fracture. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's, I guess that's. So, so fracture was the worst case scenario. I think people were saying, <clears throat> you know, even, even high ankle sprain is, is probably end of the year. He's ready mm-hmm. for playoffs. Uh, and low ankle and and the low ankle sprain is what you were sort of hoping for, you know, out a couple of weeks or whatever. But yeah, so that's that's worst case scenario there, and uh, you know, it kind of hits to to my first point here. Um, I don't think we can expect Brock Purdy to just all of a sudden, uh, you know, take the mantle and play perfect football. There's going to be lots of ups and downs with his play. But if you just take what we saw today, there are aspects of what he does very well, which Kyle can game plan around. Maybe it's way more game managery. Maybe they rely a little bit more on uh, a lot of the the uh, the running things that they were doing last year with, with, with the wide back stuff. Uh, and it's going to be short stuff, right? Because the Dolphins gave him everything deep and they didn't take a shot. So that's the other part of this is the, 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 the field size kind of shrinks for the 49ers a little bit here. Um, So they'll, they'll, I'm sure Kyle will have his scenarios, but question is, do you, we, I mean, the 49ers had Super Bowl aspirations (sighs) trading for CMC like that. That's very clear. Do you think this situation with Jimmy going down, do you think it takes those Super Bowl aspirations and kind of throws them down the drain? It makes it a lot more difficult. Um, I think we there are some things that, that, there's, that are still there for Purdy. Like you say, it's going to be much more game manager-y. Um, I like him, you know, I heard there was a lot online talking about his cement feet in the pocket. Well, I, I thought he looked pretty good moving around. So I think that's something that's there, a little play action, booting out and kind of giving him time and moving out away from pressure. And we'll see. But definitely, you know, I had taught, said that to somebody this earlier this week that, you know, there's no team in the league that if you go to their QB3 that you're really talking about you know, having, you know, Super Bowl or, or winning big aspirations. That's just not, it's not how it works. I mean, you're, there are no QB threes in the league that are, you know, that you're, that you're expecting to lead your team, you know, to a Super Bowl or to a deep playoff run. But um, from what I saw today, I think we have enough talent that we can still be competitive. Um, mm-hmm. But Super Bowl aspirations that that that's gonna that's a lot it's a lot for the last pick in the draft as a rookie and it doesn't sound like I mean it really it really seems like it's pie in the sky for for Trey to even get on the field and we don't you know they they've invested so much in him that's probably not the, a, a risk that they a risk that they're willing to take as well so really it's Brock Purdy and it's Jacob Eason. 
and it's whoever whoever else they bring in to be the third guy, and, th- and that's what we're looking at for for you know the last uh, what is this? This was uh, what week thirteen, so that's what we're we're looking at for the next four weeks plus the playoffs. Is I mean, are the, there any, and Easton combo? Are there any old guys that you'd be willing to dust off for another? Four weeks, yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers or Drew yeah. Brees or Alex Smith. <laughs> Alex Smith's been doing. TV. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm in. Let's go. Al- bring Alex Smith back. Bring Alex back. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and, and you know we talked about it last week with with the Andy Dalton thing, where it was like, well, the 49ers, Jimmy was there, Andy Dalton, and then Jimmy had to start. So you can't have two Andy Daltons. And so you have the the guy who makes no money as your third guy. And uh, it's it's unfortunate that it worked out that way. But I, I'm oddly, I mean, I'm sure if this team who has been playing so well of late, because of this scenario, if they just kind of teeter off and, and have a bad end of the season, I, I, I'll be really frustrated, but like that fear or that worry for me, at least right now, playing the Bucks next week, it's not there. And I think it's because I liked what I saw. I didn't see anything that was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to kill us. And I just need to see more because maybe we will see those things. Maybe we will see the moment where, you know, when it's third and, and 10 and he throws the across the field and, and it gets picked off and, and taken to the house in a game that they need to win. Those things can possibly happen. But the way that he played today, I didn't, he didn't really take any risks whatsoever. The only thing that I was really worried about was he kept, he kept bootlegging right into guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, maybe we need to feel where that guy is. Or maybe one of the offensive linemen should say, Hey, <laughs> here comes somebody. Cause we were bootlegging, which could have been, disastrous if 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 there if uh there were there were fumbles there but yeah i get i guess like i'm i'm not i i I thought because i was preparing myself for this show i was like it's it's very it's there's a chance that jimmy is going to be done for the season when we record and i don't know i i'm not as heartbroken as i thought i was going to be me uh, and i don't want this to sound bad because you know me and Jimmy have a complex history. <laughs> um, but from what I've seen, I just want to see more. I want to see more of Purdy. I, again, rationally, I know that a third string quarterback rookie shouldn't, you know, the, the, your playoff hope should not be heaped upon his shoulders. But I mean, he didn't, you know, he, he didn't make, any really like you say outside of those boots where he's booting yeah. right into Melvin Ingram. Um he really didn't make any really bad decisions. Um he didn't I, I, I didn't see enough of his arm to say whether or not he can't throw deep. Um he you know that pass out there to to um Croft that was a that's a, that had a little decent little zip on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, he he was throwing them into tight windows for sure. Oh yeah, I, that one that um McCaffrey dropped in the end zone. I mean, he he thread he threaded that through all kinds of needles, like two or three needles. It was a a really good pass. So I I'm I'm not 
crestfallen. To I'll, I'll just say that. I yeah. think that um, I still think we can win our division. And then once you get into the tournament, I mean, who knows? There's a we have a lot of talent around him, and if our if the O line can that that might it always goes back to them for me as the big guys if they can do their thing, um. I think we got a shot. I think yeah. I think we we've got a shot. I trust Kyle to come up with a game plan that that um maximizes what the things that they saw in him to entrust him in that spot and um allow us to, you know, give us a, you know, a, a fighter's chance. And then with the defense that we have, I mean, you know, we're going to be in every game. So, as long as we can not you know, throw the throw the, the ball and throw the game away. If he's not throwing the game away, we should be in there. So Shelvin had the same question as uh, as I did about Trey, and I I, I would have expected. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to expect that uh, whenever their next practice is, and, and Kyle does another um, an, uh, another press conference, that's going to be the first question that they ask of him. So hopefully we'll get an answer on that soon. Um, but Kyle, uh, according to Matt Mayoko, I'll read Matt Mayoko's tweet. He said, uh, Kyle Shanahan said Ford Enters GM John Lynch and the personnel department have already started the process of figuring out what they want to do at the backup quarterback position. Jacob Eason is on the practice squad. Shanahan said he will meet with Lynch later to go through scenarios. Now, the only backup quarterbacks that I remember winning Super Bowls when the starting QB went down during the season. I, I mean, there may be more than, than who I can think of. Uh, Jeff Hostetler, when he replaced Phil Sims mm-hmm. and beat us in the, in the NFC championship game, when, uh, when Raj fumbled and the only other one I can think of is, is Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And I did look, he is on the uh, Colts roster. So, we cannot grab Nick Foles for a repeat there. Um, but it has happened, uh, though, if those are the only two examples, uh, obviously not with the the guy who starts the uh, on the third string. <clears throat> yeah, so that that's that's some that that's a story and and we'll I'm sure we'll hear more about it and if the Fortnite keep playing well, you know the that that will be the the big story here. So uh, one more thing about this, which is obviously what we had been talking about the last couple of weeks was, oh, if Jimmy actually continues to play well, do they bring him back? Because Trey coming back with the ankle fracture and, and still not having the reps, that's a little bit of, you know, we're not sure what, what that is. And I wonder... For Jimmy, the thing that the the thing that I feel really bad about Jimmy is for Jimmy is he came back on a one year deal to to sort of prove himself to go back out on the market for him hoping to get a bigger deal than what was out there this year, and he was well on his way to probably getting a, a much bigger deal than than this year, and now ankle injury. Uh, or foot injury, technically, and and he goes down and and is not is probably going to go back to the drawing board w- with his offers because of that. So, I think that's going to be a thing that's going to be a storyline as well. Which is, I think, I think 
Trey ball's going to be back in his court. He's going to be back as QB one and we'll have to figure out this whole rotation uh, thing for, for next year. But we'll have a lot of time to to talk about that. But I just wanted to mention that because I didn't want to be super callous about Jimmy. It's just Brock kind of played a little like Jimmy to me. So uh-huh. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't yeah. really see that that big of a drop off, though. Obviously, Jimmy's played in bigger games and that's the whole thing is experience and reps. And obviously uh, he's he's much more prepared for for that than than Brock is. So, yeah, man, anyway. it, it it sucks for him. I mean, you know, the two web um sourcat websites i follow um spot track and um over the cap are both projecting like you know 80 90 million guarantee contracts for jimmy on, on an open market you know with teams like washington and the vegas and the colts all in the market for quarterbacks um so you know this injury again kind of kind of you know puts him you know, back in limbo. Whereas if he, you know, if he plays out the season just as he had been going along, didn't do anything different than what he was doing, you know, I imagine that, you know, he would be, you know, you got Brady, of course, who's going to be a free agent. But after that, Jimmy would be right up there at the top in terms of, you know, quarterbacks on the market if you're looking for one. So it kind of sucks. I mean, I, I, you know what? You know we don't know what the timeline will be in terms of, you know, so we're we're way too far away from next season to be speculating yeah. on that. But that sucks for him. Yeah, it does. It's unfortunate. <clears throat> okay, so the defense does give up a few big plays. The two touchdowns were dynamite plays for the Dolphins, but they pick up four turnovers. Um, I think Bosa ended up with. Did he end up with three sacks or two sacks? Right. Bosa ended up with three sacks, um, two tackles for losses, obviously with with, with the with that and uh, and three quarterback hits. So as a team, they had three sacks, they had three interceptions, and they picked up a fumble. And throughout this whole narrative of what this game was going to be it was who knows each other better mcdaniel or shanahan mcdaniel knows ryan's because he went up against ryan's defense last year his offense went up so he's kind of got like the complete picture of what the 49ers do and others said well you know shanahan he was the mentor like he he uh-huh. you know he he knew everything and maybe he didn't teach mcdaniel everything you know whatever whatever all all that stuff is and what i thought was fascinating about this game is that when it came down to it it was the things that kind of doom the 49ers offense which is these tip passes that get picked off or jeff wilson i i mean I don't know if this was part of the trade, but thank you for slipping <laughs> and and falling so that we could get that interception. Um, but like it, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm sure all that Kyle versus McDaniel stuff mattered like it did matter. But when you look at like the, the tipping point uh, of the game, it was just like these, you know, these timely errors by Miami and the 49ers defense taking advantage of them, which. Sometimes they don't like how many games do how many NFL games do we watch where 
a defensive back gets hit right in the hands and drops the ball. Uh-huh. And the 49ers picked up on all of them today. Every opportunity that was available for them, that defense took advantage of it. And man, that was like, when you think about what their defense is, which is they don't give up a lot of yards. They don't give up a lot of points. They stop the run. They uh, rush the passer well. And then you add this piece, which reminds me a little bit more of, of the defense from the Harbaugh years where you're you're making these game-breaking turnovers and just killing the will of the other team. Like you saw uh, Tua's last throw into, you know, that was like a give-up throw, right? He was uh-huh. just like, well, I, I just don't want to get hit anymore. I need to get rid of this. But, like, that's what that defense did. They just took the will. And so you you com- sort of combined all of that in this one game, which was really fascinating. Yeah, that is, you know, last year, I think that the, the biggest difference to me between this year and last year is with this defense is, um, you know, being more opportunistic, um, turning, you know, actually creating those turnovers. This, this was a masterclass today in that, on that score. And, you know, no disrespect to the to the Chiefs, but um, I think Miami was playing better than the Chiefs were when they came in um, and played us and and whooped us. So for us to to show up the way we did today versus that offense um, was really it was very impressive, very impressive. Um, so lots of talk after this game. About Nick, what do you think? Shelvin says defense player of the year. He is a game wrecker, man. He 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 really is. And I mean, it's it it we have we have so many playmakers. Um, but I I will continue to say he's our Steph Curry. He is the guy who makes it all possible for everybody else. Um, because you just have to the other team. You know, they have to come into the game figuring out where the hell he's going to be and trying yeah. to come up with some kind of plan to stop him. And, I mean, when you're like the Dolphins and you come in, you know, with two backup tackles, I mean, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. I mean, he he is he is a game wrecker. And I guess I, I saw by, so by the end of the game that he now is in the lead for sacks, I guess. So that's – um. I hope so. I really, I really do hope that um, he's able to bring it home and gets the recognition that um, he deserves. Like last I've, year, he I've wasn't heard, even. Wasn't I've heard even uh, all pro. I mean, come on. Yeah, I've, I've heard Micah Parsons' name as like the other. Is there anyone else who's who's kind of up there with with those two guys? I don't think so. Okay, I, so. you know, Micah Parsons is you know he's a monster. There's no doubt about that. But I, I just think. I think you know I'm biased. I you know I I hope it. I hope Nick gets his his due. All right. So I like looking at kind of who's around the ball and who's getting the tackles. Of course, always Dre Greenlaw leads a team with eight. He's got seven solo tackles, a pass defense, and he had the touchdown there uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the Dolphins weren't on the field that much. So, like, you look at these numbers, and I'm like, wow, the, the next highest tackles was five and then three. The Dolphins just did not have a lot of plays. And you go to the other side, 
the Dolphins had two players with 12 tackles each, and then they had a, <coughs> a couple guys with seven. So, you know, the time of possession really leaned into the 49ers' favor. But uh, was there anything else about the defense? Like any any specific person you kind of had your eye on? I was watching Warner because I was, in the back of my mind, it was this whole thing about the middle of the field. But is there anything else that, that you were watching for? Well, I was also watching for that to see if we were if they were they were going to be able to throw us out of zone but yeah it was really um um nick fred and dre were really guys that that really stuck out and caught my eye today uh okay so then let's look at someone and we you know we don't talk about this person that much but i wanted to give him uh his his flowers here because as we were getting late in the game, the 49ers were unable to put it in the end zone. And Robbie Gold, he even was mixing it up with someone. He was talking some crap oh, or someone was talking crap. Four for four, hits the 48-yarder when they're going backward. When they had, you know, they were like, I think they were closer to the 20 or whatever. And they got moved uh-huh. back and still drills it 48 yards. This, we don't want field goals, but... You know, when when you you can tell the whole game plan of Miami was just to let's let's make sure that, you know, Brock is going to make a decision here or or make a mistake. And he didn't. But that also meant, okay, we're not really moving the chains that much at the same time. And for Robbie to come in four for four, uh, it was, again, just that sort of the calmness, the confidence. You're like, okay, let's turn it over to in in his, you know, historically, 49ers have had some bad kickers in the past and uh, you don't always have that confidence. Sometimes maybe you have to go on fourth down because you don't, you know that the kicker's not good from 45 and out, but man, with Robbie gold, like Kyle's just like, Nope, we're, he's going to make it. Let's, let's figure out what we're doing on defense. This is a, this is a gimme here. And uh, he showed out today. I thought that, and that was a low key big kick because at that point we're up six. Um, you know, it's like four minutes left. And so that puts us up nine. And then subsequently we get the, the sack fumble touchdown. So it doesn't matter. But that's a big kick, you know, because, we, you know, and as we as you discussed, we had gotten to the 10. And, um, you know, then we moved back, moved back, moved back. And then all of a sudden now we're looking at 48 yards, which is not, you know, that's not a an insignificant kick. And... He just stepped up there, and he's money, just money. He's the MVP. He is our forever MVP. Exactly. I love that guy. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I, we give him his flowers in, in our chat, and Shelvin and I, especially uh, F, after he makes every kick, we give him some love. But, um, you know, there there was talk that, you know, the last couple years that he wasn't going to be back or that he didn't want to be back, want to go back to Chicago. And if the Niners, you know, last year in the playoffs, this year we're hoping having, you know, having someone dependable is is uh, a positive for sure for for good football teams. Uh, okay, so who is your player of the game? I think there are two options here. There there are two options for player of the game. One is probably a little bit higher than the other, but uh, I'm interested in who you think. Dre is my guy. Oh wow. Um, 
I'm okay. Go today. I, I, um, he he yeah. was he was third on my list. Okay. So wow. Okay. I'm interested to hear your um your other two. Okay. Uh, it. Do you want do you want to give the you want, you want to lay out for Dre here? What what, what was what was the main reason? Well, why you think? I I just I, I liked that you know not to because today he really he did it in all aspects. He was in coverage. He was really good. Um. And he always, anytime you put him in a position where he's, you know, running the um, running the gauntlet in the run game, I know he he laid it on most a couple times um, to just, you know, he, he's just a destroyer. And if if he can, he he's he, he's one of our tone setters in terms of um, just you know our aggressiveness. And I I, I really I thought he he really helped set the tone today. Okay. So I have, obviously I've, I've Nick, I've been, I've been speaking his praises. Yeah. Uh, he did have the one, uh, he got, he got called for roughing the passer, uh, <coughs> which was not opportune, but uh, he's had a couple, he's had a couple uh, where he, he hits the quarterback's legs a little lower than the officials want. Um. And so he's my pick for for number one. However, okay. Brock Purdy, the way like the, all the different scenarios for what Brock Purdy did, this is on the higher end of the possibilities, right? Because he yeah. could have come in, just been terrible, crap, and they would have lost this game. Yeah, but he stayed the course, and I think he deserves some credit here. So he would be my number two, and then. Dre is a great pick there for for you as well. You're somebody, not wrong. Somebody texted me just right now and said, uh, "Got got got to bring in Cap." <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I I have um I, the ship has sailed on that. <laughs> I, we 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 have we can't re, we, no no no. So uh, yeah, I love Cap as well. I I've won rule uh, a jersey rule in that if uh i cannot buy a jersey of a player who i am older than like that's for my kids 100%. to buy their to buy their jersey 100%. except for one person i still want to buy that that black cap jersey that came i've out. got the black cap okay that's, that's, that's the, the only yeah. one that i will that i will yeah. break my own rule for is for yeah. cap um okay so uh, so uh, we got 49ers and Bucks coming up. Um, Sh- Shelvin had had Dre as well, uh, but but Shelvin also thought R- Robbie should get some love on. Uh, Absolutely. On uh, okay, so 49ers and Bucks. Now there was some scuttlebutt that uh, maybe New England was back in on Brady. Did you hear anything about this? Bill Simmons was was on that um, yeah. this week pretty heavy. Um, he he wasn't reporting it, but he said that there was a lot of tea leaves saying that um, that would be, you know, him. It would be like a full circle type deal for him to go back to New England because um, apparently um, Mac is not in the good graces of of. Um, of coach Belichick. I guess he's Mac is being a little mouthy. Wow. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know that it, all things Boston, I defer to, to Simmons. So <laughs> if he, if he says that there's a chance, then I'm not going to disagree with it. I, 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 I do get the feeling though that um he's probably not done. I mean he's a free agent after the end of this year and it doesn't seem like he's ready to hang him up. So that's as good a place as any, I guess. So Mac Jones, um, his statistics for this <laughs> season are not fantastic. Uh forty point four QBR. <coughs> uh and we we were talking about Tua last week. Um, yeah, QB QB rating is uh, no, actually, sorry, thirty five point four QBR, uh. and I'm trying to see if I can find a QB rating here. Oh, eighty seven is the QB rating. Seven picks, uh, seven touchdowns, and lots of short passes. Look, I mean, he's still just a, a second year player as well. I think there was a lot of hope off of last year that he would be a little bit better. Now, you know, I'm not too sad about Mac because I I was unfairly sort of rooting against him because of all the talk about how he's so much better than, than Trey and all this stuff. But you kind of feel bad that, uh, you know, that's like, you know, that's replacing Steve young, right. Or replacing Montana. It's, Uh, it's, it's it's tough. it's, It's a tough spot to be in. And, you know, you got the same similar thing going on in, in New York with Zach Wilson. You know, while I kind of understand it, I'm I'm just not really big on throwing away 22 and 23 year old quarterbacks. I mean, that it just it, it seems a little short sighted to me to to just be out on a guy so quickly. I mean, you know. Clearly, they are both having their issues and I guess Mac has a problem with the way Patricia, Patricia is running the offense, which I'm not an offensive coordinator, so I don't know. But um, it doesn't seem like the most ridiculous thing in the world that Matt Patricia is not a great offensive coordinator um, and that he's longing for McDaniel. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, again, it's it just doesn't seem wise to, um, to buck up against Bill Belichick in that scenario because it's not like it's that it just that seems like a king that that seems like a no-win situation yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so so we'll see but um that would um that would definitely be interesting it would i i love the fact that that might happen just so that we can put to rest this whole coming back here uh, (laughs) coming back him coming to san francisco now okay but now that Jimmy G is hurt, it's gonna those rumors are gonna happen again. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. And so I yeah, I don't think it's gonna tie down at all yeah, until he signs not. that contract. It's not. Um it's not. all right. So the Bucks have been, I think people would consider their run uh, this year so far fairly disappointing after the last two years uh, of Brady being there. Uh, what is, uh, what is your level of worry here on, on, on a one to 10? I, I feel, I feel like last week, uh, Miami was like a seven and a half, eight for us, but where, where would, where would you put the bucks? Five, six. Um, well, it, it was, I guess five, six was, was with Jimmy. 
Um, so with Purdy versus that veteran defense, um, four or five maybe. I'm not really concerned about Brady and their offense, honestly, versus our defense. But um, defensively, they can still get after it. And, you know, the rookie quarterback now is a wild card, you know, as to, you know, what are we going to be able to get done um, versus that defense. So that that is just that has made everything a lot more spicy. Jimmy's injury has made everything a lot more spicy. So they are five and six. They play tomorrow night on Monday Night Football against the Saints. Um, yeah, like uh, five and six still gets you uh, first in the South here in the NFC South. Crazy because the Falcons are now five and eight. Carolina's four and eight. Saints are four and eight. So uh, Bucks could lose and they'll still be in first place. Uh, by that, uh, by that one loss, one less loss, um, and the 49ers eight and four, looking, you know, looking as, as good as you can. But like you said, without Jimmy G and with Purdy, it, it does change things. And I'm very interested to see what the point spread is uh, for the game next week because I think if if Tampa, let's just say Tampa Bay won, I think the Niners would have been favored by like five and a half or maybe even a little bit more, but with Purdy, uh, I don't know that that may, that may be a little bit lower. Yeah, I, I would, I would absolutely think so. I would absolutely think so. Um, I think the odds makers could definitely, Oh no, Fitz magic. <laughs> Can we take uh, Fitz magic away from Amazon? Yeah. Uh, I heard he got some good Amazon money. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I, I see that Seattle did go ahead and finish off the Rams. So they're, they're still they right there. Yep, 7-5. So, yeah. Gino threw for almost 400 yards a day. Wow. So maybe they're not going to go away. Maybe they are there. Maybe they're there to stay. So um, it's going to be – it'll be interesting. I I I am, too, like you, interested to see what that number is, Um, what it opens up with us next week with Tampa. <laughs> Justin uh, put the plus one on Fitzmagic. <laughs> Fitz, Fitzmagic, can you imagine Fitzmagic running a Kyle Shanahan offense? Kyle would try to take all the good things away from him oh, just to say, no. no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Philip Rivers. Hey, what, that, what's that, Alex he, doing? He, I know. He, I, 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 I kind of hey. like Alex. Yeah, I know his legs are probably not feeling too great, but yeah, we said the the let's let's talk about that. Bringing Cap, bringing Alex, let's get them both in. See who's throwing the best. Let's do it. I'm in. Get the band back together. You know who says that he could still play? Probably, even though he's got to be like 50 years old. Jeff Garcia. Oh, they, oh, you know Jeff thinks he can. Um, you know he thinks he's got one more run left in. Oh yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff's bigger than a truck these days. The last yeah. time I saw. Him. <laughs> <laughs> the fullback uh, yeah exactly uh okay so um yeah i mean this is if four Niners play the way that they played today i mean that they, sh- they should be able to beat that bucks team but you know we'll, we'll see because the one thing about these young players is especially a quarterback is now that defense has <sighs> you know all these snaps of a film on, on him that they didn't have before that you know, that the Dolphins didn't have in this game, right? So 
so that's that's the thing to think about. And uh, I, I'm just gonna lo- I'm just looking so much forward to Kyle and John and what they say and who they bring in um because they're you know they're they're not you can't really bring in somebody who's uh who's gonna demand you know much more than whatever the the minimum is for for the last few At games this point, yeah so yeah it's gonna be fascinating man but next week uh bucks will be back to talk about that game a little shorter show today but uh, i think it was just because the niners played so well we didn't have any yeah. really anything to complain about <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. the the I, f- I feel like some of these uh losses where they should have won like that denver one we probably could have talked for like three hours about that game yeah but um okay so we'll be back uh on next uh next sunday after the niners against the bucks tom brady never ever tell you um my buddy randy who sometimes pops in on this chat he and Tom Brady played uh, Babe Ruth ball together or something oh, like really? that. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like, you know, probably 12, 13, 14 or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, his, my, my buddy Randy's claim to fame is that they're, pl- I don't know if they're on the same team or they're playing against each other. I, I feel like they're on the same team. But uh, Tom goes like, hey, Randy, um, can I borrow your bike? And they're playing in the middle of the game. And he's like, Wait, like what's going on? Tom had to go home to go to the bathroom real quick to come back <laughs> <laughs> during their game. So that that's uh, that's, that's my awesome. buddy. That's my buddy's Randy's claim to fame against Brady. So there you go. There's a nice little Brady story. All right, so uh, we'll be back. And uh, for Rod, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.